Short-term rental hosts, are you tired of spending your precious time doing laundry, restocking supplies, and cleaning up after guests? Look no further than B&B Maids of Omaha, your local heroes for short-term rental cleaning. Their team of skilled professionals is dedicated to turning over your short-term rental, making it spotless for your next guests, and ensuring an inviting and welcoming space. Whether you're a busy Airbnb host or managing multiple properties, B&B Maids of Omaha is here to make your life easier and your guest stays unforgettable. They pride themselves on reliability, trustworthiness, and attention to detail. B&B Maids of Omaha is your key to more bookings and five-star reviews. Ready to regain your time and boost your rental success? Visit bnbmaidsofomaha.com today to learn more and get started. Garage MS, don't stress. Get a hold of Rob at Nebraska Garage Solutions. Nebraska Garage Solutions is a locally owned and operated company that focuses on affordable garage storage solutions. The owner, Rob, will personally work with every customer from bid until job completion. They specialize in, but not limited to, overhead metal storage, custom wood shelving, pre-finished slat wall systems, and cabinets and entertainment areas. Are you looking to be the envy of all your neighbors? Get a hold of Nebraska Garage Solutions today. Follow on all social media platforms and check out over 50 five-star reviews. You can email rob at nebraskasolutions.com or you can call 402-987-8180. To check out their work, go check out www.nebraskagarasolutions.com. Welcome to NBNR, the authority on unfiltered opinions and authentic player insight for Nebraska athletics. Connect with us on Twitter, Instagram, and at nbnrpodcast.com. We have a saying, no block, no rock. You know, we just really love Hunter. He's a junkyard dog. Hey, Kenny Bell ran up to me and like, you know what you just, what you just did? <laughs> you get mad. We're going to get in the portal and go to another podcast? You know, usually dumbbells are in pairs. They had five dumbbells. Hang on it, Muhammad. G-B-R. Let it play. Oh, the, wow. the little guitar going, ring. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of nice. It's, it's, it's relaxing. Three. It's three. All right, I'm going to believe Mike on this. Yes. Go big red indeed. No block, no rock. Season four, episode three. Yep. Mike is very strict about our episode numbers. <laughs> hey, I just you know have when he's organized. When he's yeah. editing, yeah. he's got to have all the. It's got to line up perfect. Yeah. Mike is good at counting. I don't blame most times. Jared got a haircut <laughs> between now and the last time we recorded, which was Sunday. You did. <laughs> that was the old hair. You know, that was the the losing hair. Sure. Still had it looks that good. Had that stink on it. Hey, you know, new hair, new team. That's right. That's what people say. New hair, new team, new result. Please, God. Okay, guys, we are in the Nebraska Brewing Company Tavern, 108th and Harrison, La Vista, Nebraska, 68128. I am drinking a good game. Don't I don't need I don't need to defend my my drinkage of this. It's a good beer. Libation. It is a very good beer. Crisp. It's a Tuesday. Just guys, it's Tuesday. Feel strange. Take it easy. All right, get a good game. Get one or two. You'll feel okay. We are over the loss from last week. We are moving on. We are drinking a good game. It's week two. It's week yep. two. It's week two. Week yeah. two, baby. It's week hey, two. You're drinking a good game. It's week two. We're hoping for a good game. That's all we need. Yep. Yeah, that's all we need. Absolutely. It's not like you serve bad game. Right. Yeah, that's fair. No, we have good beer here. <laughs> Connor, speaking of good beer, Connor. Speaking of same beer, Connor. Hey, you don't know what I'm drinking. Yeah, I do. Shut up, Mike. I am drinking the Pilsner. Uh, He was right. (laughs) 
It's every week. You know what it is. I called it on Sunday when we recorded. It's my comfort food. Uh, right now, it's not my comfort food. It's my excitement food. All right. I'm, I'm ready for this Colorado. What the hell is okay. excitement food? I don't know. I made that up. Ugh. Wow. Yeah. I'm Mike, excited. <laughs> I'm excited. Mike, what are you drinking? I am drinking the Wick for Brains. It is the pumpkin spice season okay. for all you basic bitches. And that's me. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's <laughs> that me. Mike. No, I, I like uh, Wick for Brains. It's the best pumpkin ale uh, I've ever had. So it's fantastic. If you like pumpkin, come in and get it. It's really good. Yep, and I'm drinking the Taco Beza. That's two oh weeks in. God, I don't know. That's, feels, that's it within three days. Yeah, within three days. That's yeah, two yeah. in a row. Taco Beza. It feels but, good to have you back. Yeah, thank you. I feel yeah. good to be back. <laughs> <laughs> I've missed you, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's introduce our very special guest. We have with us Tyler Kai. Now, your your official position. Oof. Um, <laughs> Oof. Good luck with this. Now, we could just say Associate Athletics Director, Perfect. which is like, hmm. Big time. Mystery. Sure. Sure. But then you got to add on the, the, I don't know if it's a subtitle or what. what it is, takes up a second <laughs> line on a business card. That's all I know. So it's so, a long title. Associate Athletic Director of Leadership Gifts and Capital Projects. That's it. That's it. Which, I mean, that sounds kind of badass. Yeah, yeah it's, it does. It's a long title for basically saying I raise money for the Huskers. Yeah. So, yeah, it makes me Again, sound really, really fancy. Yes. <laughs> well, what do you, what do you got in your, your, cup over there so connor and i conspired before this i'm selling him out no i'm kidding we actually did not conspire but i am drinking the pills so yeah. i'm very excited the pilsner here yeah very excited fantastic it's, it's very very good beer yeah so tyler tyler to, picked the beer tyler picked the pills and we all went yep. oh my oh, God. Yeah. no that's no no, that, no. That we didn't true. all do that there was one of us that was cheering <laughs> it's true yeah it's true mm-hmm. i was very yeah. excited he's I got good a, taste i earned a lot of points tonight yeah yeah, yeah. He's got yep. good taste. That's right. I'm in his house. Let's be honest. Right. Yeah. So, pretty much. He lives here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's fair. We come here like one day a week, sometimes two, and I feel like I live here. Like I feel like I never leave this place, <laughs> and he works here. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Pay zero. I, I show up for work in the morning, and then uh, when work ends, I stay here to the podcast. And I'll tell you what, I haven't regretted a damn second. Yeah. Why soon. did you move to Iowa? Hey, remember that time we beat Iowa? There we go. But why would, why go. did you move to Iowa when you could have just put a mattress in here and you could have just stayed here for free? It's true. Uh, so it's funny that you say that. I actually have had nights where I've slept on the grain bags. No, it is not because I got too drunk. But there are nights, you know, <laughs> glycol system goes out. You got to stay at the brewery. Yeah. But there have been nights and it's not that bad. It's not that bad. Good. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Especially the yeah. lights up here. Like It's be beautiful. Nice. Yeah. It's nice. It's beautiful. It's nice. Well, you say that I've got a really cool job. I think that's a pretty cool job. Yeah, that's it pretty, is a cool that's, job. That's, I'll trade that's you. a pretty cool job. <laughs> I'll trade you. I, I don't think. I think the quality of the beer around here would go down significantly. If <laughs> oh, I, if and I, so would and, the Huskers. Hey, yeah, the, <laughs> the quality of the fundraising for Nebraska would go down <laughs> quite a bit. We would have well, zero that, money. Yeah. Uh, that wouldn't be good <laughs> no. on either end. That would not Sleazy be sleazy salesman what? with a mustache. <laughs> Why did you say sleazy? You look like, like oh, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't, no, I wouldn't buy out. anything from you. <laughs> you look no, sleazy. That's fair. I get it. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, well, would, I wouldn't give you anything. Yeah, that's fair. It's <laughs> it's funny because uh, you heard like during the summer that Nebraska is like one of a handful of schools that's like not in debt or whatever. And yeah. it's just like, oh, you're putting Connor. Oh, oh okay. Well, yeah. sure. I want to add on that statistic that you're talking about. One of, I believe, five programs in the nation that is not like in debt, like you say, and the only one that isn't in debt and accepts no federal subsidies for the athletic department. 
So correct. Tyler really doing his Good job. Good job. Right That's correct. Yeah, no, really doing his job. A round of applause there for him. <laughs> Come on, no debt. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. Yeah, I, I play a very small role in that, but I will say it is a pride point of ours. It really is. And I think it should be a pride point of every Husker fan because we don't really know what the future of college athletics looks like. I mean, right, it's changing rapidly. We say that, and it's it's pretty cliche that we continue to say that. But with conference, um, you could call it expansion, you could call it consolidation, whatever you want to call it. Um, the landscape is changing tremendously. So for us to not take any state funding, uh, for us to um, not have any burden on the institution as well from taking any subsidy from the institution and being debt-free, we can pivot however we need to in the new landscape, and we believe that it's a significant advantage for our athletics department. So, so Tyler, really- you're saying those fans that say, we're putting our money in on the coach, they don't do that, right? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Right, right. Yeah, okay, I just wanted to I, check. We, there's, there's different ways to, to finance a lot of that. Um, yeah, so we, but it is. I mean, we, have a, we, sever, we have several different funds that yes, we, we have. I love at, that. Yeah, available. Um, I, I just do. That's like my, my favorite I, thing is those fans that are like, oh, we're paying for five coaches. And I'm like, no, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> it's coming out of my paycheck. <laughs> what I heard Tyler say when he said, like, we have, you know, this significant advantage over a lot of other yeah. programs. Um, is that we're winning a national title? Is that what you were saying? <laughs> yeah, I did not say that. Yeah, but it was I implied. Say, well, here's, he here's he what winked I, when he said that. I did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> That's just a nervous twitch that I have. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, listen. I, but I will tell you. I think that the the level that we invest in our athletics department. Um, there's several schools that invest at a high level. The fact that we invest at a high level and are not taking on any debt is a testament to the way we manage our finances. So. If you want to take that as an implication that we're positioned to win a national championship, I wouldn't tell you that I don't dis- I don't uh, that I agree disagree with you. The one thing we could say for sure is while Nebraska isn't very good on the field, it's got nothing to do with this guy. No. Tyler's he's like doing his job. Tyler's like what else am I supposed to do, guys? <laughs> well, definitely not call plays. You don't want me yeah. calling plays. I played some JV football in high school and that's about it for so I I will point out um Tyler, you, you said you're a small part of it, but I mean, look at these new facilities that Nebraska's rolling out, and you're, you're yeah. a part of that. Absolutely. I mean, and like yeah. we talked, I was obviously joking about the national championship thing, sure. sort of. Um, but well, I it's mean, the goal, though. It's the goal. Yeah, Listen, of we don't, we don't the build the facilities, hire the coaches, put the infrastructure in place without that being the goal. So, and we're not, we're not shy to say that is the goal. I mean, that really is the expectation. We've been to that mountaintop and we need to get back to that mountaintop. That's Absolutely. why, that's why we invested in the go big facility. I mean, that really is it. It's the preeminent player development facility for us to win national championships. I love that. So that's, that's well, the fact. Yeah. And people are like, Nebraska has no right to demand that. And it's like you said, man, we got that taste. We got that taste. You can't get rid of that taste. We, can't, we had that taste five times. Yeah, I mean, it's, on, it's not even right. a taste. I mean, it's more of an identity. Like, we, we were there, and we stayed there for a while. Right. So it, 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 got, it got to the point where when Nebraska wasn't there, then it's like, hey, let's fire Tom Osborne. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we are, we are far removed from that, obviously. But like you said, I mean, the nicest facilities in the nation, at least as far as we know, we haven't been inside the locker room. Sure. I think it's reasonable to have... High expectations. I don't disagree. I do not disagree. And I think we would want people to bring high expectations to the program, right? That's that's what makes us successful is when people bring high expectations to the program. Yeah, you're not trying to raise all this money to finish fifth in the damn West. Yeah. That's not the goal. No. <laughs> yeah. 
that's not the goal of our coaches, our student athletes, no. the administration, no. Trev, no one. I mean, the, the goal is comprehensive excellence. It really is. So yeah. I think that's, again, it's a, it's a pride point. Now, it's hard to win games. I will tell you that it's very, very difficult in the landscape when now you've got 65 programs that are investing millions and millions of dollars to try to compete and win, whereas you could make an argument maybe in the – 80s, early 90s, early 2000s, that might have been 25 programs that were investing at the level we were investing at. So everyone is up the ante, which is why a lot of these schools have debt because they're trying to find ways to finance it. Um, We have not taken on that same approach, but the landscape is getting more and more difficult. Everybody wants to win um, across all levels. You see a lot of other schools going from Division II up to to Division I for that reason specifically, right? Like they are trying to get up to to the top. So... Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's why we do what we do. So with you being the associate athletics director of leadership gifts and capital projects, um, like I'm picturing, <laughs> he's going to hear that the full title. Times. Yeah, he's going to say the full yeah. thing every time. Is there, is, awesome. there, is, awesome. there like, <laughs> is there just a simple acronym I can use? Associate 80. Dog. Great. We yeah, look for great. dogs on this podcast. Dog. You know, who's a dog? Tyler Kai. Yep. Dog. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. You know Here's what? Get rid of all that on your business card. Tyler Kai. Hear me dog. out. Dog. Dog, D-A-W-G, okay. director, associate of winning gifts. There you go. Dog. Huh. No, you might be on to something. So we've, we've changed it to huh. leadership gifts. It might actually be better if we called it winning gifts. Winning yeah. gifts. I kind of like that. Yeah. 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 I like that. Dog. Okay. Dog. Tyler Kai. Well, Dog. So with you being the director, <laughs> winning gifts, winning <laughs> gifts guy. Yeah. The, <laughs> um, so here's, here's what I'm picturing in my mind. And you, you tell me how accurate I am, okay. how, how far off base I am. Swanky parties, wooing billionaires and millionaires. Hey, Warren, Warren Buffett, come here, buddy. Come here. Come here. I got, I got a little proposition for you. Hey, let's clink our glasses. Clink. Clink. <laughs> <laughs> Just kind of, you know, politics, right? Sure. Like backroom deals. <laughs> hey. Under the on. table. Hey, uh, handshake, handshake deals. No. So like, just what is, what is the typical day like for you? So this reminds me of several years ago. Do you remember seeing the memes where it was like eight pictures and it said what my family thinks I do, what my friends think I do? Yeah. 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 That's literally, that's, you just described all of that. All those pictures. That was. That's right. Yeah. And some people would think I'm a used car salesman, right? That Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm making slimy deals out of the table or anything. Yeah. Yeah. No, the, (laughs) the best way that I can describe my job is to find ways to partner and connect with our donors. Right. So a mentor of mine um, described fundraising, especially in college athletics, as this, right? If you had somebody who was coming to a church, a synagogue, or a place of worship every week and sat in the same pew every single Sunday or every single Wednesday, whenever, and um, the leader of the, of the congregation stood up and said, we want to help build, you know, wells in Africa, or we want to build schools in the inner city and they didn't ask you or your family to be a part of it, wouldn't you be a little bit upset that they didn't think enough of you to ask you to be a part of it? And so college athletics is not much different, right? There are people that have been sitting in the same seats and rows in Memorial Stadium or in the Devaney Center and the Coliseum before that that um, are completely dedicated to coming and supporting the Huskers and want to do their part to help. It's my job to ask them to help. We have a lot of problems we're trying to solve. And we need people to step up and help us. Um, a lot of that comes with donations. Some of that is, you know, the other cliches you hear in, in fundraising is time, treasure, and talent. So we need some people that can donate their talent 
Um, treasure is obviously the, the money. Um, and some people, we need them to volunteer and help us out. So that's where that time comes in. So there's a, a lot of that, um, those, those cliches that you can hear, but the way I view my job really is just asking people to help us. And, um, I've worked at a couple different places and I would say that Husker fans are some of the most generous and committed fans I've ever met in my entire life. So we're very, very fortunate to have the people we have behind us. So like, instead of swanky parties, it's just like, a crap ton of emails. <laughs> yeah, <you're saying> yeah. <laughs> I have two cell phones, gentlemen. So I, I, I Tyler, oh, two phones over yeah, here. Tyler, two go. phones. So that's gonna be. Um, and I know you know some of the Redcast guys. They've obviously been um, good friends of mine as well. So a, a going joke too from that same mentor is that a good fundraiser always carries a pen on them. So I always mm. have a red pen. Um, and the joke is that you never know when somebody wants to write you a check. So um, <laughs> I've always got a red pen in case someone wants to write me a check tonight. All right. Uh, oh, Kyle. Good. Kyle, I'm looking, at, I'm looking at you. <laughs> new job, Kyle, over here. I'm just saying. Um, so you you had mentioned, you know, you were kind of at other places. Yeah. And so um, you started off at Tennessee. Yep. Which is, you know, you hear that name. It's like, oh, that'll make you raise your eyebrows a little bit. They had a good quarterback, I think. Like in yeah. the night, and he like um he did well against Nebraska. Oh wait, not well at all. No, yeah, never mind. You're the opposite. You said goaded earlier. That is the oh, geez. goat. So yeah, don't you don't. There's I, no Tennessee. It was a Manning slander on this podcast. Different word. Get a mic. Goated and goated. <laughs> Two different things. Yeah. Yes, Nebraska. Things. So for instance, Nebraska goaded Peyton Manning into throwing interceptions. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Okay. There you but, go. But. <laughs> Peyton Manning goaded oh. the NFL. So there you go. Oh, okay. I think that's a stretch, but yeah. Uh, so anyway, back I'm to biased. Tyler. Back to Tyler Two Phones. <laughs> Tyler Two Phones. Tyler, 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 Tyler Two Phones at Tennessee. <laughs> and Tulane. I like that. That's good diction. Yeah. yeah. I know. Um, so just like comparing Nebraska to like mm. a place like Tennessee. Yeah. And I know Tulane, probably not the same, like up no, there. Very, not very as di- very different. Very yeah, different. Very different. So just comparing Nebraska to those two places. Like yep. what's the, what's the difference? I know you mentioned we're we're generous here. Yeah. But is there just anything else that is noteworthy? So I think when I describe my time at a place like Tennessee, um the similarities between Tennessee and Nebraska are similar, right? I think iconic brands, iconic stadiums, um we've got iconic coaches that have come through our football program, the same with them, right? They've they've had incredible success in history, General Nealon, um, you know, Philip Fulmer, et cetera, great, great teams that competed for national championships, just as us, right? They had a very, very solid, strong program, um, have built massive football stadiums that are sold out, um, great crowds, both at Neyland and at Memorial. Uh, and then when you start to break it down even further, the lady of all women's basketball program is their volleyball program, right? Mm-hmm. So the passion and the support they have in the lady of all basketball program there is similar to what we get for volleyball. Um, they, it's not uncommon for them to get 8,000, 10,000 people to go to a women's basketball game um, for them. So, and they've competed for championships um, under Pat's summit. Mm-hmm. So goat. yeah, without a doubt, there is the definition of a goat for sure. Yeah. Um, so from that perspective, there are similarities. Um, you go anywhere in the state of Tennessee, similar to the state of Nebraska, you will see a Tennessee Vol flag, just like you'll see a Husker flag. Uh, people wear orange on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, every day of the week. Uh, so coming from a place like that, 
as well as also I should pause and, and say that I grew up a Husker. So I, I did know a lot of our history before I even got to a place like Tennessee. And I would have said that Tennessee, the same things I'm saying to you today too, mm-hmm. right? The similarities between two programs were, are very reminiscent. Uh, and I think even too, if you go a little bit to some of the, the, I hesitate to call it negative because Mike and I, we agree this is going to be an optimist podcast. Optimist right. optimist podcast, podcast today. tonight. Okay. So, but we went, um, we lost our way a little bit in the two thousands. Same with Tennessee, right? Yep. They, they went away from what was a program builder and what they had in a program builder. They tried something new and it didn't work and they've haven't really found their way back. Now they've had a lot of success in the last couple of years, um, under Josh Heupel, but they have lost their way a little bit too. So I would even argue like we are at similar pathways. We're trying to reestablish ourselves as the iconic brands that we are in the history that we have with both. Um, Tulane is a private institution in New Orleans, uh, very academically driven. I'm very grateful for my time there. I was there for five years. Um, they have a very, very generous and, and committed base as well, much smaller just because they're a private school. Um, a lesson that I learned from them is with them being a founding member of the SEC in the 1960s, uh, they have unfortunately de-emphasized their athletics program several points throughout their history. So Tulane Stadium was an on-campus stadium that the Sugar Bowl was played in and the Super Bowl. It was the first home of the New Orleans Saints. Uh, when they built the Superdome, they tore down Tulane Stadium. From that point on, it really was kickstarting a lot of de-emphasis in college athletics. So what they have been able to accomplish um, is really, really impressive. Uh, they went and won the Cotton Bowl this past year. When I was there, we had never been to back-to-back bowl games we went to three straight and won two in a row. So um, that is a testament, I think, to a vision from the athletics director, having an incredible coach, but then also having a lot of people that stepped up behind it to help them out. So they built an on-campus stadium, and I was there in year two of the on-campus stadium. So you can make a clear, in my opinion, um, mark or line from building an on-campus football stadium to them winning as much as they have and attracting the players and coaches they have. So. So, so well, okay, so that kind of that kind of you find a similarity there. You guys are, you guys are building state of the art. You guys are building a state of the art institution up there right now, as far as the facilities go, the coaching staff. So, I mean, you can kind of see, you could draw a line in the sand and say, okay, well, Tennessee they put it, they put an on campus stadium, did really well after that, and Nebraska is putting in state of the art, yep, facilities, and hopefully that equates to something. Absolutely. Well, I think, listen, it, just like it, you probably wouldn't go to uh, a McDonald's, a Runza, a place that's a dump, right? You want to go to a nice Runza. Yeah. You don't want to go to a bad looking Runza. So you always have to be looking at redeveloping, um, doing research and development. So what is the latest and greatest technology you can incorporate into, a, into an experience? So people see that investment as an, it's attractive. So our, our recruits view that as an investment. I think our fans view that as an investment. And by the way, guys, coaches view that as an investment too. No coach wants to go to a place that they don't feel like the athletics department wants to support them. So uh, we have a lot of that. Um, There are very few schools in the country, in my opinion, that have alignment, fan support, and tradition. And we have all three of those. So that is why I am constantly optimistic about our future because I just think it just makes too much sense, right? We yeah. have a lot of things at our disposal yeah. to make sure we can get back to where we need to be. I mean, folks around here judge places on the type of ranch that they carry. So, I mean, I'm yeah, just saying. Yeah. It's true. That's and true. It's all about that running ranch. Come yeah. on now. Yep. It, well, on. that's right. You, so you need to do research and development on, on ranch, right? You're right. Yeah. So it's it's no different. Right. It's no different. Yeah. Yep. So you mentioned you were at Tulane for five years. Yep. Uh, and you're a young guy. 
I am. And you were at Tennessee for how long? Two, about two years. So you have been in like your role or at least something akin to it for quite a long time as a young guy. Getting into that role, was it intimidating? Like what, what obstacles did you face to get to yep. where you are right now? Yeah, so um, it certainly was. I Before we got on the show, I was telling you guys a little bit of a story about this. I was glad to turn 30. So I'm 33. I recognize I'm very, very young. But um, I was very glad to turn 30 because I felt as if um, as a 27-year-old soliciting million-dollar gifts, it was difficult to earn respect occasionally. So, yeah. <laughs> um, But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a good product of mentorship. There's been a lot of people in my life that have helped guide me and coach me um, and put me in positions that I could be successful. So um, I, I believe it's my job to do that as well, right? So there's a lot of young people on my own staff um, over in Lincoln that um, I'm trying to coach and guide as well, uh, because I know that I wouldn't be here if I didn't have some people looking out for me as well and helping guide me to to be successful. You ever had someone just look just look you in the eye and say, "No, you're you're just a, I'm not giving my money to a baby." I've I've had <laughs> so I had a, a gentleman at the University of Tennessee that told me that he would not give me money because he thought I was a mercenary. Oh, wow. mercenary! Yeah, yeah. Wow. So the way he described it was, um, "I'm not a Tennessee guy." So why would I want to work for a place like Tennessee if I'm not a Tennessee guy? And I mm. said, well, Tennessee is an incredible institution and it's a great athletics department. I, why would I not want to work for a place like Tennessee? Okay, he just sold it right there a little well, bit. Well, yeah. sure, sure. <laughs> but um, so that's, I've never had anyone tell me no because I'm young, but I have had people tell me no because I'm not from wow. the, the place, right? So, and I am from Nebraska, I will say that. But I also said this um, last week. Because uh, I know that there's a phrase that goes around, Nebraska's not for everybody. I do believe that if you love Nebraska, Nebraska will love you back. So I am from Nebraska, I was, although I was raised in Iowa. Um, I grew up a Husker. Um, I didn't attend Nebraska, but I love this place a lot. And I think that if somebody does come from the outside or somebody lives in Council Bluffs, and, uh, <laughs> he, he looked right at me when he I didn't, said it. I looked at the Zamboni behind <laughs> you. Yeah, that's what I <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> I looked at the Zamboni. That's what it was. Yeah. That uh, you could still love Nebraska, right? Even if you're not from here. So yeah. um, I talked to a lot of fans that live in New York City. So I traveled to New York City. Uh, I traveled to the Northeast and Florida. And there are people that are not from here, but I will tell you, they bleed Husker red. And yeah. they grew up watching the Huskers play. And so that's fun, right? That's fun. So I, I think it's cool to embrace a little bit of that as well. So if there's any donors out there watching No Block, No Rock, and they see... Tyler Kai and they had any reservations at all. <laughs> well, he's he was at Tennessee. What's he doing here? He was at Tulane. Tell uh tell that donor the story that you told us before about your house. Yeah. Where you grew up and stuff. Yeah. Now, that might convince a few people and they're gonna go, oh, oh Nikes, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, here <laughs> take my money. It is it is a little of an unusual story, um, and in fact, I think I made Bill Bush blush a little bit when I told him the story after I heard it myself. But it's good uh, alliteration, by the way. Yeah, well, yeah Bill Bush nice. blush. That's a lot. Yeah. yeah, say that ten times fast. I can't tell it too. I, I can't. I can't do it. Um, so I, I was born in Pender, Nebraska, and um, so after Bill Bush got hired, I sent my mother a note and I said, "Hey, look, we just hired Bill Bush from Pender," uh, and she said, "Well, of course, we. I know that." Bill was, it was coming back to the Huskers. She's like, we've been following his career. He, he, uh, he had the same childhood home that you had. So I, I lived in Pender for about three years uh, before we moved to Des Moines. But um, Bill Bush and I shared the same childhood home, which is 
Probably the most Nebraska thing I think I've ever yeah. heard in my entire life. In so, Pinder, Nebraska. Yeah, Pinder, yeah, not Omaha. No. Pinder. No. It's pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Did you find it's out awesome. which bedroom he stayed in versus what you stayed in? <laughs> I get really deep into it. <laughs> no, we did, we did not because I think he was trying to coach special teams at oh, the time. Weird. And I was like, Coach, you probably should go back. No, I'm teasing. Yeah. Coach, but, did, you use, did you use this bathtub too? <laughs> Dude, this the water line sucked here, yeah. man. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. But, yeah, pretty unusual. Pretty unusual story. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yes, it is. So going back to the Go Big Red project, can you talk a little bit about that? Um, compare it to other places you've been. What I guess, and you probably in your role, I've seen, you know, when we were preparing for having some of the best facilities in the country, yep. even though the previous ones weren't even that bad. But no, they're very good. Yeah, they're very can, good. Can, can you compare, like, who do we look at? Who, who are we trying to be? Or, yeah. you know, like, did we take a little bit of this, take a little bit of that? Like, what, what went into all that? And where does it stack out now? Sure. So the um, to address like the the current facilities we have in the Tom and Nancy Osborne complex. So those were built in 2006. So we were probably one of the first programs in the country to start building a football centered performance facility. Okay. So uh, when we built it, we built it for an 85 to 100 man roster. So the, although the facilities are in pretty good condition because they're they're barely 20 years old, um, they're just not big enough. Right. So we carry a much larger roster. We need more space. Uh, we probably didn't develop the facility knowing that we needed more square feet. Okay. So we've outgrown the square feet that we had, which is why we were looking to make a larger facility. Um, since 2006, almost every Power Five school has built a facility. Okay. So they took from us what we developed, made it better, stole from each other, have introduced new things. Um, the game has changed a lot, obviously since 2006, so new mm-hmm. things have come on. Um, so we are now bookending it, right? So everyone built new facilities. We were the first, we anticipate being one of the last really, because it's, it's a significant enhancement to be able to do it. So there's very few programs that I think have plans to go back and redo their facilities. Um, so we went around the country. We looked at a lot of different places. We took a lot of components from it. Um, I was not here when we did all of that, but hearing stories that we spent a lot of time relying on experts that had helped develop those facilities. Uh, so what you'll see is a lot of it is um, pieces of like Clemson and how efficient Clemson is with their facility, um, as well as places like Texas A&M, Texas, Alabama, et cetera. Some of these programs that have had success in recent years and what they've been doing. We've also been able to add some new things that a lot of other programs don't have. So um, Texas A&M just opened up this past week their uh, enhancement to an indoor facility. They have a couple rooms um, that are called walkthrough rooms, similar to ours. They have two of them. The one thing I will say that may be an advantage for them is that they have two, one for offense, one for defense, but theirs is not nearly as big as ours. So I think we also thought about if we're going to make this investment, how can we make this investment um, in a way that is uh, timeless, right? That we can ensure we can grow into it and uh, we're never going to regret not doing it. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, the walkthrough room is that we've, we spent a lot of time on recovery. Recovery has become very important uh, in um, what we do. So uh, in addition to that efficiency, so we looked at a lot of the steps from a player coming off the field um, to getting into their locker room to take off their gear. So step by step, where do they need to go? Well, they, we would like them to go in and get recovery. We'd like them to go. So get into a hot or cold tub after the, after practice they need to go and get treatment, they can go right across the hallway, right into sports medicine. So that's all very efficient. And then they can go right back into the locker room. So they're not having to walk from one end of the building to the other end of the building. Um, it's all intended to be very, very efficient. So I'd say that's probably the biggest advantage 
is looking at a bunch of different schools that maybe have had to piecemeal together what they did. We had a blank canvas and we could develop one of the best facilities in the country. So nice. Yeah. Love that. And it is also, um, it's equipped to be able to expand. So we added some additional, additional infrastructure that if we ever needed more square feet, we could actually build up a little bit. So wow, that's really, it was really smart, really forward thinking in my opinion. Yeah. What would you say is like your favorite part of the project? Like, is there like a, just a, a huge slide going down somewhere for like no reason? Like, I think, I, I think a I saw Clemson pit? did have that or just like a, just a giant <laughs> slide. It's like, why? But okay. Yeah. Is there anything like just fun or just unique that Nebraska has that maybe someone else doesn't there? Or, or it's all just very, very football. Well, football there, serious. I think though, again, the way the facility was developed is that there are, there are business sides of the facility, right? Like the locker room is intended to be a space where we're preparing for battle. The mm-hmm. recovery area is intended for a place for them to recover and get better. So if they're trying to get a nap in the sleep room, any of that, like that is intended to be a very serious side of the facility. Whereas we have a player's lounge. So there's some fun, fun things that are in that facility. They're outside of the facility. Um, we have a, an academic center and a training table. So there's an unbelievable cafeteria now for all of our student athletes to use. That's pretty fun. I mean, there's, there's, it sounds ridiculous for me to say that a cafeteria is fun, but the way we designed it, it feels um, like it's more welcoming, right? It's not just like a, a cafeteria you'd see anywhere. So there's spaces for kids to be able to hang out, um, student athletes to be able to spend some time with each other. So that's really important. Um, I really cannot underestimate or understate, excuse me, the walkthrough room. It is incredible. I mean, it's just an absolutely genius investment. Um, the ceilings, the ceiling height in it is large enough for us to throw in. I mean, it, it's just, it's wow. a football field. Um, and the Dallas Cowboys have one of these, but theirs is about 10 yards deep. Ours is about 30 yards deep. I mean, it's just, Ooh, it's dang. really, really impressive. Come um, on, Jerry. That's yeah. Right. That's right. So <laughs> he doesn't have Tyler Kai working for him. That's why. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Jerry Jones could use you. So I'd oh. say most of our resources were spent on those development things and less on the, you know, casual slides. We <laughs> love have, that. I, they have a bowling alley at Clemson. I've bowling been to Clemson's facilities. It's, it's cool. It is cool. And, I think part of it is that they, they really wanted, because uh, I knew some of the folks at Clemson, they really wanted a facility that the student athletes could spend time in. So they yeah. didn't want them to go elsewhere. Right. They wanted them to be in the facility because that was a comfortable place for them to be. Make it feel like home. Right. I, I do love that you, you, know, you say, we, we didn't get a slide, we didn't get a bowling alley. Because I swear to God, if I saw week three, like yeah. torn ACL, slide. Yeah. I... <laughs> would have just died inside a little bit. <laughs> so I'm very glad that, you know, like you said, it is still making it fun, making yeah. it a home for these players yeah, absolutely. while still being a very like professional environment. Like we are here, we're here to accomplish goals. That's right. This is a place where you're going to be comfortable and still be able to get that done. Absolutely. So Tyler, you have to answer this question. Oh, oh, geez. So they released those videos of like the locker room and everything. Yeah. And I remember in the mock-ups, they had these kick-ass <laughs> chairs uh, these in white the yeah, space yeah. chairs. Yes. Uh, these like yeah. they they came, they came yeah. out of the universe, right? Yep. Then when the video came out, they were in like these kind of leather stools. Very nice leather stools sure. uh, nice. in the locker room. Sure. Are the futuristic chairs coming? 
Can or did, did, they, did they get did they get thrown in the trash? So it's funny you say this because I did receive several DMs and, and direct, direct tweets about this. You need to answer um, the question. Yeah, and I um, <laughs> I don't know if I have an official answer for you. So, that, but this is based off of some conversations that I've had with other people that have played college football, um, as well as other coaches, etc. The chairs are less comfortable when you have your pads on. Yeah, because they, they like they like curve in, right? Yeah. You're like you're leaning up against the, the chair back. Okay. Okay. So the stool is more comfortable for you to be sitting on with your pads. Okay. So you don't have it's not it, so who knows if that's the right answer, but I could tell you that that is what um, other individuals told me. That's a that great answer. Stool, that makes sense. Make more sense for getting again in the locker room is for getting ready for practice and games for battle and not yeah. to hang out. So if you're putting on your pads and you're getting ready. You need something that makes it easier and more comfortable to get your pads on and get ready. That is such a good answer. I, good that answer. makes total I, guys, sense. I, but okay, well, and I hope, and I'm not sure if that's the official answer, but I'll tell you, that's the answer that I've been telling everybody. Hey, that's, yeah. I mean, you make me, me a believer. Cool. Yeah. All right, great. I love great. that. You're very convincing. <laughs> Perfect. Now I know how he gets money out of people. Yeah. <laughs> you know you what? I love it. He's got that. Yeah. You okay. need it? All right. Do you need it? <laughs> I will sign you a check for $8.76. That's all I have to my name. Okay. But it's all yours. <laughs> I think uh, that's a great segue to go into our break, top off our beers, and come right back. Sounds mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Sweet. Did you know one in three young people will grow up without a mentor? Founded in 1991 by Dr. Tom and Nancy Osborne, the Teammates Mentoring Program's mission is to positively impact the world by inspiring students to reach their full potential through mentoring. Mentors and mentees meet in school during the day for about 30 minutes once a week to play board games, work on crafts, or just talk. Any kid as young as third grade all the way through college can be in teammates. You don't have to be an expert to mentor a student. You just have to be there. 94% of mentees say they're proud to be in teammates, and 91% of mentors say they leave their mentoring time in a better mood than when they arrived. Go to teammates.org to become a mentor today. We have a saying, no block, no rock. Thanks, Troy. How fitting. Yeah. Cash rules everything around me. Tyler, get the money. <laughs> dollar, dollar bill, y'all. <laughs> I like that. It's yeah, just that was feels that's appropriate. Good. Listen, that's a, that's good energy. Yeah, that's like a vibe. That. That's good energy sure. right there. Wu-Tang like forever. It. Wu-Tang like forever. Um, before, yes, that's right. Throw that W up. Um, before we left, you know, we were talking about the facilities and, you know, kind of what separates Nebraska and going forward. And speaking of going forward, um, there's going to be a lot of changes to Memorial Stadium mm-hmm. within the next, we'll just say, uh, what, 10 years of being generous, right? 10 sure. years? Yeah, I'd say that's generous. Yeah. Three, um, let's go three, five. Three to five. Three, three to five. five. Yeah. And, you know, we we all, I don't know who all filled it out, but we all got those um, yep. surveys. surveys. And, yep. Mm-hmm. I filled it out. Well, thank you for filling it out. Proud yeah. season ticket holder. We, so. we use that data, so thank you for filling it out. And you, it was definitely you pouring through Every detail, That's right. right? I read all twenty-two thousand <laughs> responses that we received. That was yeah. it. That's all you got for responses. That's right. Twenty-two thousand. Yeah. yeah. So when we put together that survey, it was it was pretty interesting. The group that uh, helped us assemble the survey and distribute the survey and do the data analysis on it um, was like, well, so I mean, how many are we expecting to get? Um, and we're like, well, what what have other schools gotten? And they're like, well, we get a lot of like you know seven to ten thousand responses, and we go. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
hold this my is, beer. This oh. is Nebraska. Um, we're probably going to get a few more than that. So when <laughs> that we was got at Tulane, we, yeah, that's right. When we got <laughs> when we got over twenty thousand, um, they were pretty pleasantly surprised, which was a good data sample. We're very helpful or happy that we got that because um, I'm telling you, it does it impacts a lot of what we're trying to do. So the number one feedback that we got was seat comfort. So trying to address seat comfort uh, in the Memorial Stadium is a top priority. Um, we were also pleasantly surprised by the fact that most people either had a positive or neutral response to alcohol sales in the stadium. Um, so if you were at Garth Brooks or Volleyball Day in Nebraska, we have a little bit of some work to do when it comes to making it a, a easily accessible amenity. We want it to be a positive experience for everyone. We do not want it to be negative. So waiting in a line for 45 minutes to an hour is not acceptable. So we've got some infrastructure work that we need to do in order to make sure that is, um, that we're ready to, to handle that. So Pinnacle Bank Arena, men's and women's basketball this past year, we offered it, and that's because they're equipped for it. Memorial Stadium, as a 100-year-old stadium, is just not equipped. Okay, so on that topic, though, we were, we were like just talking about this in Minnesota, and we're like, what exactly does it take to serve alcohol at that level? Like yeah. at Memorial Stadium, what exactly is it? Because we keep hearing like we're not built for alcohol sales right now. Like what's the difference, I yeah. guess? And well, Connor say, like, kind of beer carts and everything well, else. Sure. Like, so I think, and this is coming from You're the expert guy. over here. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're the expert. Coming from beer guy, how, how they serve the beer is, beer guy. Uh, that is going to be, you know, their decision. Frankly, I see that the easiest way is selling it in the 25-ounce cans like you saw at Garth Brooks and Volleyball Day. What I think is the most interesting issue at Memorial Stadium is actually something we talked about during the break, and that's the restroom situation. Mm-hmm. That is the part sure. that I think Nebraska really needs to address. If you're going to sell alcohol in the stadiums, mm. the restrooms need to get you know maybe a little bit modernized. Sure. Um, yeah. So I, I guess that's what true. Are, yeah, what that's are your true. Concerns? Yeah. So we see more more point of sale is going to be important for us to be able to to make the lines less. Um, we need refrigeration if we're going to have cans. Uh, if we decide to do kegs, um, we would need spaces to be able to put kegs, run keg lines, all of it. So there's a lot of like. So when we went to Purdue uh, last year. We toured Lucas Oil Stadium. Lucas Oil Stadium is a newer stadium. It's and beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's they America's did, team. And the it's, goats outside. There you go. Hey, I'm, I'm a Colts fan. All right. So how about that? I yeah. switched it up though. By the way, I'm doing no block, Bach. No Bach. No, no, no rock. No rock. No Bach. No rock. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, gentlemen. I didn't mean to offend yeah. you. No, that's not. Yeah. You just not offend us. It's it's fantastic. For it's the very, beer, very good. So for the beer, you just drop the L because we don't take those. Yeah, I like that. Did you do that? You you made this, didn't you? No. Okay. No. <laughs> okay. I was a pl- you're, you're a Pilsner guy. Yeah, I am. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> I'll stick American, to Pilsner's then. Yeah. yeah. No, but uh, it's it is great. It's an unbelievable facility. They have an entire room, probably as honestly as big as this facility, that is lined with kegs. They bring a semi truck down from the loading dock and they load the kegs in and they connect them all on the keg lines. That's pretty efficient. We are dealing with trying to probably retrofit Memorial Stadium to be able to do that. We just don't have that. Um, so trying to find ways to introduce some of those things to it would be beneficial. But then also, to your point, restrooms. So um, the most, well, all stadiums that offer alcohol sales do not allow passouts. So the folks that are used to going out to their, their tailgate at halftime or leaving the stadium at halftime, alcohol sales in any other stadium where there's alcohol or stadiums where there's alcohol sales, they do not allow that. So with that, that means that people are staying in the stadium longer. So they need restrooms to be able to use a restroom at halftime as opposed to leaving and using a porta potty or anything like that. So that alleviates some of the pressure for us currently, uh, but keeping people in the stadium 
for that entire time, we need to, to address the restroom situation as well. So you're right. You're absolutely right. And they, um, you're, you're baiting me a little bit because we talked about the troughs. So I, I appreciate <laughs> yeah. what, you, what you're trying to do. Oh, yeah. um, Connor's a big trough guy. Yeah. Big trough guy. Big beer guy, no, big trough he, guy. He's a little guy in a big trough. Yeah. yeah. It, it provides a sense of community when you're shoulder yeah, see, to shoulder. I knew, we were, I knew he was baiting me. Sense yeah. of community. I knew, I knew provides, where this was going. Yeah. When you were pissing by your brethren. I knew this it, was happening. Yeah. You know, you're getting to know your fellow fan. You're, yeah. you're standing shoulder to shoulder. Sometimes maybe a little bit too much, but you know, and that's, you, that's what we do. You just, you just turn your head slightly and you go, how about that interception? In all huh? kinds of weather. Oh no. My, uh, in all kinds of weather. My yeah, favorite. All kinds of weather. My favorite. Why is it raining? Yeah. It's raining on my, f- my favorite comment at the trough is just loudly saying water's cold today, boys. Yeah. You're such an idiot. Yes. I hate you. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah, he's Thanks still he's he's still on our podcast. Yeah, <laughs> somehow they can't get rid of me. <laughs> oh, They've man. tried several times. They've recorded different locations. I still show up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we love you in your own way. You're a unique cat. Thank you. Um, this is just a question that I have, and I don't know how deep you can really get into this. So tell me to shut up. I won't take offense. In like two years, let's just say you know it's it's September second. I'm walking in a Memorial Stadium in two years. Like, what, is, what does it look like? What does mm. Memorial Stadium look like? What does North Stadium, South Stadium, what are we looking at in two years? Yeah. I wish I had a good answer for you. I, I don't. Um, so we're working through the, the feasibility and the, uh, the feasibility studies with um, HDR and HTMB, which is our architecture firm that is going to be helping us with the stadium project. We're trying to understand the full scope of the project. So I will tell you, it's going to be a big project. The priority here is, um, we talked about the go big campaign and the go big facility before the break. Um, a lot of that will vacate some space in Memorial stadium. So the first two floors of the North stadium are going to all move to the new facility and the first floor on the west side moves to the new facility. So we have about 100,000 square feet in Memorial Stadium that will be vacant when the new facility is Kegs. Yeah. So only kegs. That's yeah. right. But, um, and restrooms. Yeah, there yeah. we go. Kegs and restrooms. You. I didn't forget. I didn't yeah. forget. I got Troughs you. right I next to the kegs. I see you. <laughs> I, didn't forget. I didn't forget you. But so while we have all that square feet available, the we want to make sure that we're making decisions with that in addition to everything else we would like to accomplish all in one plan. So we don't want to make a decision about what will happen on the West side first floor without understanding what could happen in the North stadium or the South stadium or even the East side. So the, um, increasing fan access to the stadium is going to be important. So we want to make sure people ingress egress is good. We don't want people having to walk up 99 rows in order to get to their seats. We don't want anyone to have to walk very far for a restroom or concession stand. Um, we want seat comfort to be a top priority. Uh, so my anticipation would be that it will include making a 360 concourse at Memorial Stadium, so it's easier access around the stadium from a wayfinding perspective. Um, it didn't quite work at Minnesota for any of the folks that went up to Minnesota. They they had fewer gates. They were supposed to be larger gates, but it did take a long time to get in the stadium. Mm-hmm. We want to avoid that. We have a lot of gates at Memorial Stadium, but maybe looking at how can we get people into Memorial Stadium faster as well as getting them back out. The priority really is um, from start to finish of your game day. So if you are on your couch or packing up your car in your garage, what does your experience look like the moment you pull out of your driveway to the moment you get back in your driveway? So infrastructure, roads, getting in, where you park, how you get from your parking spot 
into the stadium, what tailgating? your experience is in the stadium, tailgating, um, just anything that we could possibly do to modernize the experience. Some people have wow. very established tailgating. Some people would rather just show up and have a beer garden to be able to go into, yeah. right? Or to be able to grab something at a restaurant nearby um, and be able to then go into the stadium, right? So mm-hmm. it's trying to find ways to to look at the way all of the stadiums around the country have modernized their fan experience and what can we do to introduce them at Nebraska with the exception of losing sight about what makes you the, a unique experience about Nebraska football. So it's still staying true to what is iconic about our stadium and our fans. To, to boil it down to two words, fan-focused. Bingo. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Bingo. Yeah. yeah, I'm seeing a pattern. I don't have much brevity, did I? That was not, that was, there was no brevity in what I said. No, I loved it. Okay. No, you, you explained it way better than the two words I put out. <laughs> no, but you, I you hit it on the head. Yeah. 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 That's great. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. There's a pattern here, though. You guys are talking about the efficiency of what are the players doing from the time they leave the field, walk into the facilities, and back. What are the fans doing as soon as they leave their driveway, yep. getting to the stadium and back, like, I just think that's cool because I wasn't even – you were talking about the stadium renovations and stuff, and I'm not even thinking about the stuff around the stadium coming yeah. into Lincoln. Like He sparks something in my brain because I, mean, I leave my house at anywhere from 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. every Saturday, no matter what time the game is. I get down. I tailgate. We run yep. generators. We run satellites. We run all that stuff. Is there a way to make that experience better for people like that? I don't know. I know I, that under the bridge they have some, like – satellites yeah. and stuff yep. like that but yep maybe there's a way to make us people that are out in the baseball field a little bit better i don't know i maybe. think we right. see it like th- this is a fan show like i don't want to shock you like, yeah we're, we're not professional reporters <laughs> yeah but like we see like a game day in like four steps sure leave home tailgate game get home and Tyler, I think you see this as a 10,000 step journey. Sure. Because there are a lot of little steps in there. And as you're talking, you're, you're accounting for steps that, you know, we encounter and we're a part of, but we're not really taking into account, you know, this could be better, but you are. Yeah. And it sounds like the entire administration is, the university is taking that into account. Well, and I'll give, I'll give Trev all the credit on that. I mean, that's really his vision um, for what Trev wants to do. Um, I think Trev has an, an amazing ability to take a large vision and find ways to implement it. So um, I think we're in good hands under his leadership when oh, it comes yeah. to that. So um, it is trying to find ways to not paint a broad paint stroke here that Mike, you like to come and tailgate early. Yeah. There are also people that don't like to tailgate. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, let's, yeah. Be, let's be honest. There's some people that just don't. They'd rather just go park their car and get into the stadium quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, we are up against the living room. So you've got a fridge full of food, beer, whatever you want, comfortable couch. No troughs. You, no troughs at all. Uh, no shoulder to shoulder with some strange guy. If there's right. no, stro- <laughs> no trough, I'm not coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, but, uh, like that's, that's what we're up against. So we've got to find ways to bring people to the stadium and make that an attractive experience. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's trying to find ways to implement all of that. So everybody has a positive experience at the stadium. Yeah. You know, my, yeah. Okay. So that was just about to say that you can take this straight back to Lincoln. But we tit. We, we trust tit. in Trev. Yeah. We, yeah. we tit real hard around here. Yeah, We're we, big we tit boys. Yeah. yeah. Yes, Tyler. All about, uh, all about titting around here. Trust, tits. Yeah, man. I'm two phones. Unbelievable. Two phones. There's a lot of T's. Hey, lot Tyler. Trust in Trough. I'm going to write my own trust merch. In trust, trust, trust in Trough. Trust in Tyler. Trust in two phones. Trough Alberts. But that is a, that's a good point, Tyler. Like, you know, my dad, he has been a Nebraska fan. I mean, he's got Herbie tatted on his chest. Like, he's I been a Nebraska that. fan his whole life, right? And 
me trying like I I can I'll buy tickets right and yep. I'll say hey you want to go with me and he'll go sure but at the end of the day you really are battling the living room that got, guy mm-hmm. will hundred percent sit on the couch in peace and because ultimately like we're talking about the troughs and we're talking about the crowds and we're talking about all this stuff that you have to get through just to get to the game and the interstate so, the traffic and so just to hear about that the university is really like thinking about it on a molecular level like mm-hmm. that's I mean it's it's good to hear because. Ultimately, I think you get a you'd get a lot more people, I guess, interested maybe in just showing up to a game that a lot of people. Just, there's a lot to go through. Good it's news, fr- for it's Roger. friction. Yeah, it's friction. Yeah, right. How yep. can we make it as? And this is it's a buzzword, right? But how can we make it as frictionless as we possibly can? Right. Right. Any of these businesses that we like to go to, any of the any of the places we like to visit, they make it convenient and easy for us to experience it and have a good time. Mm-hmm. So, when we're creating barriers or obstacles for anyone to have a good time, that's not a good recipe for long term success. And this goes back to what we talked about at the very beginning of the show. This is about us trying to make sure that we're well positioned for the future of college athletics. So modernizing Memorial stadium for the, for the future is important because it secures us as um, an incredible fan experience that allows people to come back in. It generates revenue for the department. We want to find ways to monetize the stadium as possibly as much as we possibly can. It is a massive footprint for us to only use seven Saturdays out of the year. Mm-hmm. So Garth Brooks concerts, volleyball day in Nebraska, all of those things pull back into using this iconic venue uh, that every person in the state of Nebraska reveres. It loves it. And use it more, mm-hmm. right? How can we get more people to come in every single, as much as we possibly can? More right? concerts? So, more volleyball well, days? Is that, that what you're saying? That exactly I, my dome? question. That's, yeah, that's not volley- breaking news. <laughs> you mentioned volleyball day. Do yeah. you, uh, and I know you're not making these decisions, but do you see volleyball day happening maybe as a yearly thing? So I don't know about a yearly uh, occurrence, but I do think that the the way that it worked was very, very positive. And um, a lot of people that I talked to during volleyball, volleyball day in Nebraska, uh, when we talked about breaking the record, they're like, well, so we're going to try to break our record next year, right? Oh, break our own record. Right. And it's like, well, we own the record, but like, why don't we own the first and second place record? Jeez. Third place. And what fourth a place. flex that would it's be. It's unbelievable, right? What so it's flex. just pretty cool. So I, I do think that, um, listen guys, it was one of the coolest experiences I've ever been a part of. Um, the atmosphere, the pageantry was incredible. I mean, I, I, I was blown away by, um, the entire experience. So it it was absolutely the coolest event that I've ever been a part of in my entire life. Uh, we have some work to do the lines of the concession stand and, and beer sales and all of that was a little bit of a struggle. Um, I think it's obvious. I'm not, I'm not telling anybody or telling you guys anything that you wouldn't already know if you were at the venue, but so there's some work that we need to do, but I would say positively, it was incredible. Everyone walked away, um, thinking that it was one of the coolest events they've, they've experienced. I would also say like with the complaints about, you know, the beer sales, that was the second time Memorial has right. done that. Right. I don't think anybody was expecting it to be, you know, fleshed out sure. by, what was it, Wednesday. Yeah. I don't think anybody was expecting that. There's time to learn, and I, I think it's honestly really beneficial to have that Garth Brooks and the Volleyball Day yeah. to yeah. give Memorial kind of an idea of, like, this is kind of what we're looking at and seeing where they can improve. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's there's unique challenges with our venue, and we got to figure out our venue mm-hmm. and how we can make the most of it. Sure. So, Adam... Dessler, shout out on the TikTok. This might be some advice for you. Okay. So I'm all ears. So take it, run with it, whatever. He says, look at the Atlanta Falcon model. Okay. Cheap eats, cheap beers, etc. Keeps people in the seats. Yeah. So get in touch with someone from the Atlanta Falcon organization. Absolutely. See what they do. They do a, they do a very good job. Yeah, they do a very good job. So they're they're 
and what he's describing, if you're not familiar, is uh, like their popcorn's like two dollars. Their sodas are a dollar. Um, they they do um, very very low cost concessions. Um, and I think there's other stadiums around the country too that do like a, a happy hour, if you will. So the first hour of the venue being open, I like it's that. half half price concessions. So there's there's some things that we uh, look at um, that are pretty unique. Yeah. So I, I want to point out, um, you called it a soda. So I can tell you worked at Tennessee and Tulane. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. Yeah. Well, and I also say y'all a lot. Oh, that's mm-hmm. fair. And, um, and it's, I, I, I think it's just probably a habit that will die very hard after I spend some time in the South. Uh, but when I say it, people are like, where are you from? Why you would know? I give my money to a Tennessee guy? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I'm mercenary. From, I'm Big Tennessee guy. <laughs> AstroTurf. Born in Pender, raised in Des Moines. They're like, wait a second. Yeah. Uh, y'all. <laughs> yeah. But no, that's, that's yeah. a good point. You said his name was Adam. Adam. Yeah. That's a good point by Adam because like, again, that's more friction, right? Like I'm going to spend 120 to $150 Absolutely. every Saturday. That's Absolutely. seven Saturdays out of the year. Well, like, and I'll just say on social media, <clears throat> Whenever you you see like someone post concessions, it's always like, "Well, I got my hot dog topped with Fruit Loops," and it's like, and it probably cost them twenty bucks. It's like, just get me a hot dog with some mustard on that zombie. Just get, I'm a simple man. Yeah. I, no. I will, yeah. Oh wait, we haven't asked Tyler this question. Tyler, we this is an internal argument. Oh, you get a hot dog. Is this this podcast is all internal? One hundred percent. Cameras oh, on. Well, we've had this. Okay. Uh, we've had this argument with other people. <laughs> You're on as well. TikTok. Yeah. Wait a second. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you get a hot dog. Uh huh. What are you putting on it? Mustard. Oh, you're so wrong. Oh, boo. That's I'm I'm a big ketchup on hot dog, mm-hmm. but mustard on corn dog. And I understand Ooh, okay. they're essentially the same damn thing. That's no, really no. that's really fascinating. No. Ketchup yeah. on all. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, Big ketchup guy. I'm a, I, and I'll even, I'll take it one step further. I'm, I'm not like a, I, I like yellow mustard just fine. Yeah, but I'm a big Dijon mustard, okay, or spicy brown oh. mustard. So See, I'll do spicy brown or Dijon on. There's the Iowa and them right here. Yeah, right? well yeah. before I would just Listen, do like a straight yellow mustard. Give me a mustard with the seeds in it. Yeah, give me. I like the hot mustard that makes my mouth burn. I'm, that I'm Irish mustard. Yep, I'm with you. Just saying. So you, you, you you said you studied uh, psychology. I did college. So yep. does that like the corn dog hot dog situation with yeah, the mustard and the ketchup? Is that what's some your sort di- of sociopath? Did, thing? What's your diagnosis? <laughs> well, did you did you see me psychoanalysis? I did some psychoanalysis. You don't have, interesting. You don't have enough time oh, that's to so diagnose fa- that's me. Fascinating. <laughs> that, yeah. Tell me more. What what you don't have to- enough time to diagnose <laughs> me? Let's what? take it one step further, Tyler. What is your number one? tailgate food and when was the last time you tailgated oh guys because you talked oh, about how God. miserable yeah. your game experience is because yeah you're hearing it from me and i'm a big tailgate guy so yeah that sounds miserable so while well, like like outright true tailgating true I mean, it's it's probably been close to a decade. Okay, that I've been at like a true true tailgate. We got to get him out of we'll his ivory yeah. tower. We got to get him yeah. out of that. Now I visit a lot of tailgates on game day, but I don't really, I can't partake in it. Right? It's it's right. more vi- me visiting as many tailgates as I possibly can and seeing as many people as I can. But, um, you know, there's something about 
chili on a cold day at a tailgate. My dog. We do that's that. So good. Dog. That's so good. Um, there's a few other a few other tailgates, Nebraska tailgates that I'll visit. Um, when we have a morning game, they do like a like a hash brown casserole, breakfast casserole. That's pretty good. There's some sausage in it. That's pretty solid. Uh, but it's hard to beat just like on a cold October November Husker football game. Some chili. Yeah, oh, hard hey to beat that. We got a really tailgate hard, for you. It's hard to beat. Yeah. When it's you're, really hard to beat. When you're ready to get yeah. off your Jeff Bezos level. We, Jeff, yeah. You come down to us peons, and we, <laughs> yeah. got, we got chili for you. We, we got chili. We got, okay, I like Mike's, it. Mike's got a chili like connect. It. He's got a chili connect. No, me and John, we, we literally make the chili from scratch the morning of. We like. Right. I mean, it is. it would probably be better if we made it like the night before. But no, we make it from scratch right then and there. It is good. At the tailgate? At the tailgate. We make it from it's, scratch. We bring the beans. We bring the meat. We bring everything. We put it in a big pot. pot let him cook. Let, him cook. let him cook. So I don't, I'm not wow. super in tune wow. with the kids, but I think they call it a banger. Yeah. yeah. Um, it goes I'm dummy, not, dummy listen, hard. I'm not either. I have no idea what you just said to me. <laughs> yeah. Y'all. Uh, so, yeah, is it, y'all. It fire yeah, it is another be, word. That yeah. Be, yeah. I it think is, that's what they say. It so, is swell. So here's what I will say. So I don't know if anyone else out there does this, and hopefully this does not get me in some hot water, but my wife and I, for our chili base or for like other soups, like a chicken tortilla or something, we will use Bloody Mary mix. Oh, that's a Ooh, good idea. Okay. I don't so it's it. already it's already pre seasoned. It depends on what you get, right? If you get a little spicy, you add a little extra spice. Little so they, yeah, it's good, right? So we use Bloody Mary mix as our base for our chili, and it's that's a huh. good idea. You should try it. It's that's very it's very very good. How would so John very, feel? Very so good. John Grady listens to every episode. Okay, we'll I will get his judgment. Yeah, I will yeah, we'll tell him. Yeah. but I'm telling you, we bust. We literally take crack the cans there, do all the beans, do I everything like on the spot, cook it all up. And then we do dogs, chili, cinnamon rolls, all that stuff at our toe. Of course. So, so, so chili, you, yeah. can't do, you can't not do cinnamon rolls. But I don't dip mine. No, like, some people, like, spot. put the chili on this. No, I don't do that. Yeah. I just, like, eat it as a side. Yeah, yeah. that's people that put the, the cinnamon roll in the middle, chili over the top, you're a lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> you're a lunatic. Some of yeah, the things that you like, said tonight, I don't know. <laughs> hey, I've said a lot of weird things every single episode since I've been here. If that's what does it, yeah. I don't know. So the day that, that, that Tyler shows up to one of our tailgates for chili... We'll take a picture and we'll label it Tyler Two Phones and the Chili Dogs. <laughs> Are we the dogs? Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, we get to be the Chili okay. Dogs. We're the Chili Dogs. All right. That's pretty good. We're going to be cold as hell, too. <laughs> yeah. Kyle, that's pretty good, dude. That is good. I like yeah. that. I like that. Um, you know, and I know you touched on this already, but I was just going to throw that number at you and just have you run with it. 92,003. And just like what it meant to you. Mm. And just like what it means to the. the sport of volleyball in the state and just yeah what, what does that number mean to you working at nebraska it's it i'm it was inc- incredible so i had a lot of a lot of colleagues around the country send me messages that were watching the match uh watching the entire uh spectacle of what it was i mean it, the pageantry was incredible the entire night um the things that were in our control i, th- I felt like we did a really good job but even the things that are, were outside of our control like the weather mm-hmm. was even oh, yeah. was, Unbelievable. It was Thank a t- God. That's a top five night. Mm-hmm. Um, so everything seemed to align. Um, the thing that was interesting is that, so Iowa women's basketball is going to be trying to, to do a similar event at Kinnick. Um, I got messages from folks at Tennessee that said, we're thinking about doing something at, with Lady Vols at Neyland Stadium. Okay. And here, here's the deal. I will put Huskers up against anybody. So I hope they do it. Right. Do it. Because listen, if you at Neyland Stadium, any of these Vols out there want to try it, let's go. Like, I think that's great. I think it only helps the sport. Right. I think it only helps elevate women's athletics. 
Um, and it, I, I think we should all try to aspire for that. So yeah. if the Lady Vols want to do it, I think that's that's fantastic. If women's basketball at Iowa wants to do it, I think it's fantastic, right? I'll, I will put our fans up against any other fan base in the country to show up well, every single even time. Even if they break it. Even yeah. if they break it, we'll find a bigger venue. Trailblazers, pioneers. Yep, we'll find a new venue. We'll add more seats. We'll find a way to do it. I mean, we will. So never under underestimate Huskers. So yep. I think um, I feel good about the record being ours. Uh, but I also was impressed because there was not that many great seats in the venue, and everyone stayed. That mm-hmm. is probably the biggest accomplishment of everything. The that, people that were so- that had bad seats were still there, still cheering, still attentive. It was neat. It was really, really cool. Um, so I, I appreciate all those fans that were in South Stadium or had seats up in the 600 level on the east side uh, of the stadium that stayed. Uh, it was uh, amazing. I mean, I think anybody who was there would say it was probably something they'll remember for the rest of their life. There's going to be people that weren't there that'll say they were there. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. I hope so. That'd be yeah. great. That'd a, be great. A yeah. question that we discussed. We were in Minnesota at the time. Yeah. We were out there uh, to see the game. Um, football, but something we discussed, do you think what Nebraska did actually discourages universities from trying to Mm. break that record? Because if they attempt to, and they fall short, it just, what an interesting thought. Yeah. I mean, it's, was that your, was that your, your, what an interesting thought? It it seems counterintuitive, but I mean, Nebraska has now set a mark that for a lot of places seems unattainable. Um, so does that discourage somebody from trying, not necessarily doing a large format women's sports event, because obviously we're right. encouraging that. Right. I mean, that, that's right. a big reason why we did this. But does it discourage people from trying to go to the record? Because if they fall short, it's like. Kinnick can't. It, Kinnick yeah. literally doesn't have a stadium big enough to do it. So. Yeah. Right. So but then, that's, again. Th- then that's their built in excuse. Whereas with Neyland, they seat over no, 100K. Neyland can, Neyland Neyland can, can do, do it. it. So yeah, if they, they could do it. They, they yeah. That's what I'm saying. If they don't, if they're not able to. What's their built-in excuse? Whereas sure. Kinnick, oh, we don't have that many, so well, they can't. we're just doing a great event. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, well, they I, can't. I think I, it is great. Because for remember prom- that time we beat Iowa? I think it's <laughs> Every time. It's great for promoting women's sports, but does this, so, like this response, the first time we do this, does it discourage people from trying Man, to go for that record? I hope, I hope you're wrong. I hope yeah, so too. I hope you're wrong. I really do. I hope, I hope people view it more as a challenge. And I, it, listen, I also think that people... Because we, we talked about the difference between Nebraska, Tennessee, and Tulane, right? Yeah. I, Tulane needs to aspire to be the best Tulane they could possibly be, right? So Iowa women's basketball needs to aspire to be the best Iowa women's basketball they, they could possibly be. So yeah. if that means they get 70000 at Kinnick, that is cool. Well done. Incredible. Well done, right? That's awesome. It's an absolutely incredible accomplishment. If the Lady Vols at Tennessee decide to try to do it and they get 90000 and they don't break our record... Well done. Yeah, that's incredible. I mean, we should, we we're so, we're certainly in competition with each other, but I think we should always be in competition with ourselves. That, and that's why I appreciated the comment that that one of the the fans said to me on Wednesday was, we should try to break our record again. Yeah. So even if we didn't get the official record, let's say we got eighty nine thousand. Well, let's try to get ninety next time, right? Yeah. Let's see if we can get a hundred, a thousand more people back out, right? And then the next time we try to do it, let's see if we can get another thousand. So I just think that we've got to we've got to emphasize the importance of women's athletics, um, and really all athletics. I think I I got into this business because the purity of what college athletics is, and that is that it, to me it's a it's a unifier of all communities, right? It doesn't matter who you are, where you came from. When you wear Husker red on Saturdays, you're my buddy. Yeah. Right. That's, that's, that's what college athletics is all about. It unifies communities. So I think if we can find a way, um, 
whether it's a women's athletics event or a, a men's athletics event to get as big of crowds as we possibly can to elevate the pro- the platform of the sport. That's a success. Well, and I mean, listen, there's not a, there's not a soul in that stadium that didn't understand the relevance of why they were there. Yeah. Forget the record. You're right. Forget that. You're right. right. You're absolutely right. You guys are an innovator in the fact that you moved a match like that. You created an event where 90,000 people could go watch it. It wasn't about the record. It was literally about Nebraska said, Oh, you're going to let us, you're going to let us fill this stadium and go watch women's volleyball. Yep. If look, I'm sorry, this is probably really dumb, but what's the, what's the arena that Nebraska volleyball plays in? Devaney center. The Devaney center. Right. Okay. If there were 90,000 seats in the Devaney center, you wouldn't have 92,000 people per se, every single match. But what I'm saying is you guys finally lifted the capacity and you said, well, look, we're going to bring it out here so everyone can get involved. And that was solely just to support Nebraska volleyball. Right. And so I don't think anybody overlooked the relevancy. It wasn't about the concert afterwards. It wasn't about any of that. It was literally about supporting women's athletics in Nebraska. And you know, what was probably even more impressive to me was going in at the, for the UNK Wayne state match and seeing 50,000, 60,000 people right. in for that. Wow. Right. It wasn't like they only came to watch the Huskers. They came to watch volleyball. Right. And they wanted to support Wayne State and they want to support UNK. And that was pretty cool too. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. that was pretty neat. The moment the gates opened, we had people banging down the door to get in. That's wow. pretty cool. That's well, pretty cool. So I tweeted and and tell me if I'm off base. And maybe I'm not, but or maybe I am, but I said that <laughs> maybe maybe I'm, I'm, not, not, I'm not sure. No. Okay. <laughs> okay. Trev, neither I'll is tell, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. <laughs> Trev is so competitive. And he knows how passionate yeah. Husker fans are that we broke a world record because he knew we could. Yeah. Am, am I far off by saying that? Well, I think it's, uh, it goes to, you never want to under, underestimate a Husker fan base. You yeah. just never do, right? Don't underestimate us. Don't count us out because uh, we show up every single time. And so I think, yes, Trev is competitive. I think that spawns from his, um, him being an athlete himself and him just really having high expectations for the Huskers. So mm-hmm. I think like he wants us to to reach high and do as much as we possibly can to make this place as good as it possibly can be. There's nothing to do in Nebraska. There's no beaches. <laughs> we don't care. Yeah. We yeah. have sports. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. And That's, we show up every I, time. I think the the best answer I've ever heard to that is that what else is there to do in Nebraska? And the response was, What more could you want? Mm. Right. We're a simple, mm. we are a simple folk. We yeah. are a simple, simple people. Easy to please. What yes. more could you want? I mean, see ball going whole. Look at how. See ball get ball. Look at how our community no block, no supports right. our community. Oh! No block, no rock. Dog. I love it. I that's, love what it. I, that's what see, I heard. Dog. That's what, that's what the kids are saying. No block, yeah. no rock, y'all. I hope nope. the kids are saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Good receivers. No, but hey, you're, you're right. You're yeah. right. And it, listen, we, we need to be the best Nebraska we can possibly be. Yeah. Right. Let's be comfortable in our own skin. This is an incredible state. We have an incredible amount of resources and that's our people. I think the community, I've lived in a lot of places, guys. And the people don't have the same amount of pride for their own hometown, where they're from, the schools they cheer for, the high schools they went to, or the high schools they cheer for as much as our people do. And that's, there's something to be said for that. There really is. I think we've, um, it can be viewed as being very one cellular, but I think that there's something pure about that. Yeah. we, Yeah. We know what's important to us and we stick to our values. I don't think there's anything we should be ashamed about that at all. 
Yeah. I really don't. 100%. I really don't. Because sports is not just sports. There's underlying... It goes so much deeper than just... Like, I know I was making a joke about it. See ball, get ball. No block, no rock. Heck yeah. It's like they're... Like you said, it's community. Yep. It's a... You know, it's hard work. You always hear about hard work in the state Mm -hmm. and how sports is just a conduit to show that. So... Well, let me ask you a question. Each of you, I want you to answer this. Okay. So you've been asking me questions for going on about seven hours now. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it feels like with Six those lights. Yeah. I'm just kidding. You're yeah. feeling the heat under the lights, are you? He's all sweaty, <laughs> like Newman on Seinfeld. What was the first Husker game you remember? Just like first, ever, for, ever. First Husker, okay. this first Husker this is, memory. What, this is, is, a, what is it? This is a story I always tell, is I remember the 98 Orange Bowl okay. beating Tennessee. Yep. And my dad taking me to Dodge Street. I love it. So, like, when people say, it. you weren't around. I'm like, no. I was on Dodge Street watching people hang on light poles, okay? I saw that. <laughs> yeah. And I want to see it again. Absolutely. <laughs> I want to be the one hanging off the light pole. <laughs> Connor? I would say mine was, God, and I'm estimating on year. I believe it was either 01 or 02. Um, but it was Nebraska-Mizzou. Okay. It was the, the first Husker game I went to. And right. I was fortunate enough to get to sit in the box. And it, it, the reason I remember that game was not because I sat in a box. It was because I got to, um, like as a kid, I was very young, meet other Husker fans and meet Mizzou fans. And it was incredible because everyone was there for the same reason. Yeah. Because we supported Nebraska or supported Mizzou. But it was incredible. I, I know we're all Husker fans. Yep. Um, yep. And no one that's listening to the show is not a Husker fan. But I've been to a lot of stadiums. I know Mike's been to more. Shut up. Yeah. Um, but I will, to this day, tell you that there is no place in the world like Memorial Stadium. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. No place. How can you not be romantic about Husker football? Mm. Yeah. yeah. Mike, what about you? I don't know. I would say my, so my dad and my grandpa had season tickets through the 80s and 90s. And so I think... The first time I got my first season ticket was probably like my favorite memory, I would say. Yeah. It's like, I, love it. I did it. I, I love it. Yeah. And I was like 21. That's, so it was, it was pretty freaking cool. I'm like, yeah, awesome. I'm 21 and I have season tickets. So. That's pretty awesome, man. Yeah. That's really yeah. awesome. Yeah. So. I'm not going to say my first game, but what I will say is my, my grandma, Linda, out of Springfield, has been painting uh, player portraits for my family. Cool. Um, since 1994. So that went on for 28 years. Scott was our last uh, painting that we received. Um, and every year at Christmas, it was, she would walk in and there'd be this, you know, wrapped up uh, portrait. We knew what it was. She'd walk in with it and we would know exactly who we talked about all year, who we cool. chose to be painted. And so my basement is literally lined with 30 different portraits of paintings in my house. And though I'm talking, those are memories that will last a lifetime. Oh yeah. Last a lifetime. And going to meet the players and get them signed or the coaches and getting them signed and talking to my grandma about, uh, you know, Husker football my whole life. Like, yeah, it doesn't get any better than that. Well, and that's, that's it. Like, so if you guys ever hear me complain about what I get to do every single day, yeah, just remind me what I get to do. Every single <laughs> right. Day. Okay, guys, I'm serious because I, I get to hear stories like that all the time mm -hmm. and they're all unique. They're all really important. And I just think it goes back to what makes this place so special. Mm -hmm. 
is the amount of like how impressionable are those moments? Like you, you will never forget those moments. Yeah. You'll never forget the first time you walk into Memorial stadium or the Vanny center or your pinnacle bank arena. You'll never forget the first time that you high fived a player after a game down or in the tunnel walk. Oh, right? yeah. You'll never forget those moments. Right? I've got a three year old son and he is probably the most proud of any Husker fan I've ever met in my entire life. <laughs> every time he sees the block end, he says, daddy's work. Yeah, yeah. Every yeah, time, work. every time. <laughs> and um, he knows the difference between a football game and a men's basketball game, that there are fireworks at football games. There are not fireworks at men's basketball games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? So it's, just, but it's just cool, right? Like I, yeah. I think back on me growing up a Husker fan and me growing up revering these players and watching them every single Saturday on our TV and um, playing in the backyard, pretending to be these players, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, we all have those memories. Right? Oh, absolutely. Like that's, that's, that's not unique to me, but I will never forget that. And then I think about my own son and how he's sort of reliving a little bit of the same that I had. Yeah. But he gets to do it in, in a much cooler environment. I, right. didn't, yeah. I didn't basically have free keys in the Memor- to Memorial Stadium to walk out on the field. <laughs> right. you yeah. that's, pretty, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. You, you yeah. couldn't point at your dad and go, Nebraska. Yeah. That's right. Dad's daddy's, work. daddy's work. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty neat. So, but it's just cool. Like it's it's fun to be able to, to have those conversations, and it's it's why we do what we do. Yeah, right? we we do it to win championships, but we also do it because there's a lot of people behind us that care about it. Generations of people, no doubt. My, oh yeah. My no mom, doubt. my first home game was 03 Penn State. Like probably the most boring game. If you rewatch that game, it's very boring. But my mom still gives me crap to this day because. I was like, Mom, can we can we be the last people to leave? Because I just didn't want to leave. And she's yeah. like, I remember taking you. You wanted to be the last person in the stadium <laughs> with my with my glasses, my uh, my glasses that weren't on straight. Yeah, I was kind of a little nerd. That's yeah. okay. I still am. That's yeah. okay, the glasses. Man. Hey, I'm a nerd too. That's all right. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're nerds together. <laughs> we love Mary. <laughs> yeah, she's very nice lady. <laughs> um, did you guys have anything else you want to? No, touch I, on? I think no. that is the best way to end this. Episode. It is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I well, appreciate you gentlemen having me on. Yeah, this has thank been, a lot, you for, been a lot of fun. Yes, really thank you for thank coming you for out and thank you. coming and in. This is the where this is where we, you know, ask you to look in the camera, plug yourself. Where where can people send you and the University of Nebraska money? Yeah. Yeah. That's what we're that's what it's all about. Yeah. Well, hopefully hopefully if anyone's on social media, they know that I try to be as approachable as I possibly can on social oh, yeah. media. So send me a DM, send tweet at me. I try to reply to as much as I possibly can. Um, I just appreciate what everybody does for the Huskers. Everyone's got their own stories and, and has their own role on how they can help um, us, you know, really win championships and do what we need to do. So thank you for that. And my email is on the website. So I'm not uh, telling anybody that what well, they don't already know, but it's tkihuskers.com. If you ever want to send me an email, I'd be happy to reply to that email too, to answer any questions or do what I can to connect people back to the Huskers. So love it. Okay. Tyler Kai, associate, associate idea of leadership gifts and, Damn it. Winning gifts. Dog. Yeah. Winning gifts. Dog. 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 Yeah. Dog. 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 Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. Thanks, gentlemen. All right. Go Thank big you. red. Go big red indeed. Uh, at No Block, No Rock, at NBNR Podcast, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, uh, threads. I mean, we don't yeah. use threads. No, yeah. we have um, YouTube. YouTube. Uh, yeah, we're going to work on that. We're going to work on that. Listen, okay. Kyle's, Kyle's going to do it. Going to get it. Going to get it together. He's, He's, he's made some, I don't want to say promises, but yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> Spotify, Apple Podcasts, we are there. Give us a five-star review. Um, we are at, the last time I looked, we were at 70 reviews on Spotify, 4.9. So there was one bitter person out there yeah. 
who didn't give us a five-star review. Yeah. It's fine. We right, get it. You're like jealous. You're jealous. We get it. I don't blame you. It's dipping to 4.7 after this show. Ah, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Tyler, God. Doubt it. That Tennessee guy that wouldn't give you money. <laughs> mercenaries. <laughs> All right, guys. Sign off. Yep. I'm one of your hosts, Jared Holt. Mike Delaware. Kyle Byers. Connor Cavillac. Tyler Kai. Uh, A.K.A. TK Hot Takes. TK Two Phones. Oh, oh TK, TK Two, two phones. phones. Let's go. <laughs> As always, beat Colorado. Yes, sir. In GBR. We have a saying, no block, no rock. You know, we just really love Otter. He's a junkyard dog. Hey. Kenny Bell ran up to me. He's like, you know what you just... What you just did? You get mad. You went to go get in the portal and go to another podcast? You know, usually dumbbells are in pairs. They had five dumbbells. <laughs> and got it, Muhammad. GBR. A Heard at Sports Network production.